right, someday. I like that part. I have got to be ready when he called my name. Right. Truly, we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his grace. As Josh said, the psalmist did say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord and make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. You know, right now we living in the last days. And, and, and again, God is just showing out. Letting everybody know about his authority, about his power, about his majesty, and that there's nothing he cannot do. Is that all right? Our God is a good God. He sits high, he looks low, and he cares about all of his children. Just want to let you know that if you appreciate being able to sing new songs and sing four-part harmony songs, and just sing songs to the master. Want to let you know that, that, that uh, what you got this morning is just a taste of what the uh, song uh, leaders have in store for us. They're going to be putting together times where we're going to come together, uh, and it's going to be on the fourth Sunday right after the morning worship. Those who will stay, stay, and we're going to go over new songs that we can sing and magnify and glorify God. And they're going to take a songbook and open up that songbook and going to teach us how to sing the song even better than we've been singing it. Is that all right? But it takes time to come together. Sometimes we come together, we sing new songs. It's kind of scary because it's like a new song. But we shouldn't be afraid to praise God, to magnify God, to glorify God, because he is God all by himself. Also want to uh, just let you know for a point of a, 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 an announcement, I uh, want you to pray for uh, 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 um, Jamie Brooks and Chris uh, Kennedy, Chris Kennedy and Jamie Brooks, who will be married this week. Who will be married on this week. Going to tie the knot tight. So we're going to pray for them and ask God to be with them. I know you look around and you say uh, some folk are missing. Well, we got so much stuff going on today. Uh, so a lot of folks went over to D.C., in which we're going right after service today to get there at 3 o'clock because they're having a, a, a celebration. They're, they're, they're installing a new minister, and all the congregations have been invited, so we're going over there at D.C., and a lot of folks, they like to uh, beat that traffic and get over there in the morning time. So a lot of folks went over there already. Then we got Brother Davis Worley, who's down there, and they're doing a test run on services down at Sandtown this morning. So we had a nice 8 o'clock crowd this morning who came at 8 o'clock, and many of them went down there to help with the Sandtown effort as well. So if you're looking around, you don't see somebody who you normally miss, that's all right. They're just doing the Lord's work. Amen? Amen. Working God's will and working God's way. Also, we want to let you know that this is the Sunday that we're going to take up. You know, uh, 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 Harvey came. Yeah. Now, Irma, going to tear some stuff up. Yeah. Now, here there's another uh, 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 Spanish-speaking fella Jose. on his way. Jose. Yeah. On, that's the next hurricane coming behind this. 
And, and we got to pray for the, the, the southern states, the Gulf Coast and uh, the and Atlantic Coast and all the places that are, are open to hurricanes because they do come and they will happen. They just now used to see them coming this strong and this hard. Bam, bam, bam. And, and as you can tell, if you can't tell, let me tell you that the weather cycle's changing. And, and they, they, they give a fancy name like the Nor'easterners and all these other names they give them, which simply mean the weather pattern's changing and the jet stream is shifting and, and God is just doing anything he wants to. If God want to do, God can bring a hurricane that will end it all. Because he got that kind of power. He can do anything he wants to. I'm just glad he gave us a hint. He said in, in Genesis that he was going to destroy the world by water. But he said, Peter said, but next time it's going to be by fire. So we understand that it's going to be by fire. But that don't mean God is not going to show off and let everybody understand about what he can do. If he chooses to do being a sovereign God, God is sovereign. Sovereign means independent. Sovereign means that a person or a, a being God, he can do anything he wants to do when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. My brother, we're praying for your house down there. We're praying for your house under you in Tampa, but you got a God on your side. He can make the hurricane go around your house if he chooses to do so. I just believe when praises go up. That's when blessings come now. I just believe when you magnify and glorify God down here and act like you can talk to him, act like he's your father, act like he's your daddy, then daddy will hear your prayers and make something wonderful happen for you. And if he choose not to hear your prayer, he can build it back up and give you something better than you had. He is our God and he can do anything. I'm going to tell you what I know of him. I just know him to be just a God. And I like him, but I tell you what else I love about God. A lot of times when you pray and you think your prayer is not being answered, I want to let you know that our Father hears the prayers of all his children. But he reserves the right to take prayers that you send to him that you're praying for something that you don't need to have. You're praying for something that you don't understand the end game. You're praying for something that's not according to his will. He knows how to take your prayer, fix it up, and send you what you need. Send you what's going to bless you. Send you what's going to help you in the long run. Because that's the kind of God here. He's like a good father. And we got to realize he's that kind of God. So we want to pray for those who in Harvey Way and Irma Way and Jose Way and, and the National Disaster Relief of the Churches of Christ is on the move. They already been sending down tractor trailer loads, tractor trailer loads, tractor trailer loads, and they got now they got Irma coming, they got to get ready, and, and I'm gonna let you know all the congregations are stepping up and they're taking love offerings, offering, and we are putting it into the national uh, disaster relief people, and we got like three or four disaster relief organizations within the Lord's church, so everybody is sending money, trying to let everybody know that we are passionate, compassionate. Amen. We are compassionate about the plight of other folk because we know it could be us. We know it could be us. And that's why on today now, now, now take it home first, do your regular offering, but you got some extra money out there that you might be thinking about buying a suit or buying a, 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 a new jacket or getting, your, getting tires for your car. 
Well, maybe let's need to get, if all your tires ain't run down and two look like they're going to last a little while, then cut it in half. And send the, put the other half in the envelope and put uh, disaster relief on it. And put it in the envelope and, 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 and put it, and you can put Church of Christ and we'll write one check. Because some of you put Church of Christ, some of you do it the other way. We don't want it done one way so we can write one check and send it down there. So we won't have to kind of spend a lot of time saying what's what's what. So uh, fill it out, send it down there. I already got mine ready in my pocket. I'm already going, I, I got to do something. Amen. That's what God's children do. We do something. Listen. The Bible says here in Matthew chapter number 9, verses 35 and 36. It was already written to our hearing by Brother Dorn. I just want to read it one more time for emphasis sake. The Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Because he's that just type of God. He's just that type of God, church. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, that's the hurting multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Church, I want to let you know that this morning when I look at Jesus' compassion and I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, live like Jesus, think like Jesus, be whatever Jesus was as my teacher, I want to be a good student. And because of that, because I see that our God is a compassionate God, then we have to be compassionate children. And I want to let you know the title of my sermon this morning is Moved by Compassion. Moved by compassion. What I want to let you know is, is that when you look at what's going on in these days and these times and what's going on in your life, listen, I'm letting you know that no one, even though Irma and, and Harvey and, and, and still murders and killings and, and corruption and all this stuff is going on through the land, job layoffs and, and relationship breaks up, you know, all this stuff happened in the land, listen. Don't let, you are a child, if you are a child of God, don't let none of that move you. If you're not a child of God, then obey the gospel and become a child of God so God can get and help you to understand what I'm about to tell all those who love God and those who are waiting to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. This morning, on Friday, I got a call from one of the sisters. said, Brother Matthew, on Sunday morning, I'm going to obey the gospel. And it was because uh, uh, another sister had been working with her. Sister Gwen Jackson had been working with Sister Shalonda, Shavonda, Shalonda Suggs, and now she a Christian. And I want to let you know, she obeyed the gospel this morning, and one thing I have learned and understood that I hope I can get across to you, that the best healing message for whatever ails you, whatever your trouble is, whatever your trial is, whatever your tribulation is, is to come out of yourself and help somebody. I know no better medicine. When I'm feeling down and I have some
somebody to teach the gospel to when I see the stuff that Satan has done to that individual to separate them from God and I look at my life it makes me wake up and say why are you complaining why are you upset this could be you on the other side of the table there's nothing better than touching somebody else's life when you see somebody who's a Christian, who's your brother and sister struggling with their walk, there's no better healing medicine right. than to come out of yourself and go next to them and try to help them with their stuff. Right. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, oh, somebody, why work like that? Heaven knows. But all I know is that's exactly what Jesus is doing in the New Testament. The Gospels say all the Gospels are are the biography of Jesus that leads to the cross, to his death, and to his resurrection. But even though Jesus knew that death was coming and he knew death date, he still stopped thinking about himself and start thinking about all of us. Can you imagine Jesus in, in AD 33 thinking about, thinking about right here in September 2017? Oh my goodness Don't you know Jesus has thought about every generation that will come after him, giving them a chance through his death to have a good life and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, we got to learn how to have nothing but still have a good life. And the way you, oh, y'all ain't got it yet. The way you have a good life and have nothing is by setting your mindset to the fact that my mission as a child of God is to let God bless me as I bless other folk. Not God bless me and I'm happy. Because I'm letting you know God can bless you and give you a whole lot of stuff. But anybody who has a whole lot of stuff will tell you they're not usually not happy. Oh, my goodness gracious. See, y'all say, because we ain't got none. We say, if I had that, I'd be so happy. No, life don't work like that. Why don't life work like that? Because it's not, it should never be the abundance of stuff that makes anybody happy. In fact, I like what the Bible says here in Matthew chapter number 6. Let's go there real quick, real quick. Matthew chapter number 6. I like what Jesus says when he's talking to these people that we just read in chapter 9 who he said they fainted. He said, he said, he said he had compassion on a multitude because they fainted. What was this fainting about? Fainting mean because they were discouraged, because they were weak, they, they were beat down. They, they, they were wandering around like a, like with no direction, like they have no shepherd, no guide. Look what Matthew 6 and 19 says. What does it say, Claiborne? Lay not up for yourself. Uh-huh. Treasure on earth. Uh-huh. But treasure upon earth, uh-huh. where moth and rust does corrupt, uh-huh. and where thieves break through and steal. Right there. The great God of heaven said, let me warn you. Don't stockpile stuff. Hmm. Right. Don't lay stuff away. Right. Well. Right. 
You go out and get a car. It's a new car. That's it. Don't act like it is God. Don't act like it's the all in all. Because the same car you like today, two years from now, you ain't going to like it. (laughs) That is how life life is. The very thing you think will make you happy. Uh It's the very thing later on that ain't going to make you happy. Because life has to be more than treasures. That's why God says that our treasure has to be him. Okay. Look at the text here, verse 20. What does it say? But lay up for yourselves uh-huh. treasures in heaven. Hold it right there. He said a treasure, and he ain't talking about treasures in heaven ain't cars and living room sets. They ain't 401ks. They ain't a good nutrition plan. They ain't, they ain't a lot of money. No, no, that's just, God, that's just, listen, God already told you and me that when we get to heaven, he's going to bless us so much. and going to bless us. It's going to blow our mind. and ain't going to be stuff from down here. Romans 8.18, Paul said, I reckon that the suffering of this present time, he says, not worthy to be compared with the glory, with the majesty, with the stuff. That God has for them that love him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he got to explain it to us in things we understand. Pearly gates and yeah. golden streets and all this yeah. other stuff. Yeah. But don't think you taking no shovel to heaven digging up no streets. <laughs> okay. All right. There's a whole different mindset up there. <laughs> Listen. He says here, but lay for yourselves treasure, lay for, but lay for yourselves treasures in heaven where, what? Where neither moth nor rust does corrupt. Meaning it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's compassion. Mm-hmm. When you help somebody and help change their life, you have changed the life perhaps forever. Amen. That's right. When you help somebody come out of darkness right. into the light. Yes, sir. Yes. You have changed their lives forever. Amen. Amen. That is stuff that, that is God taking account, giving you something on your record that goes to your heavenly account. All right. Amen. Look at Jesus, how Jesus operates. Jesus' style of ministry was to teach the truth in love and then follow it up with power. Okay. That's what his style of ministry was. What does that mean, Brother Bethia? See, let me give it to you how we should do it. When you go and tell somebody they need to be a Christian or you teach them the gospel and tell them they need to be saved, well, when they obey the gospel and get saved, remember you are still their example. So now that you talk the talk, now you got to show some power. What do you mean power? I mean show them what this good life you've been talking about they need to get. Show them what it look like. They already know what misery looks like. Show them what a a good life look like. What does a good life look like? It looks like, so now you're a child of God. Here's a good life. Whoever you used to not like and can't stand or you didn't forgive, forgive them. All right, all right. Well, well, come on, come on. That's a good life. Oh, it's hard to do, but I tell you what, it is worth the fight. Okay. The reason why it's worth the fight, because unforgiveness is like a train wreck. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. That's right. Meaning you get damaged too. In fact, uh-huh. I've come to believe the person who has had the unforgiving heart gets more hurt than the person okay. who did the damage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Somebody said, how can that be? Okay, it's like this. The person who did the damage, who owe you $500 and ain't giving you back your money, when... 
when they they happy, they walking around. How everybody doing? Great. Doing? What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Got me a little capital in my money. Got me a new job. Everything good. That's them. Yeah. Here you go coming in a room watching them act like that. Blood pressure going up, uh, uh-huh. eyes getting red. You see that? They say something about money, I'm going to bang them right in their face. <laughs> you can't even enjoy yourself. You come to enjoy yourself, you can't even enjoy yourself. Because now they in the room, and, and, and now when you sit down, instead of thinking about the good time you should be having, just having Jesus in your life, you thinking about, they owe me some money. You done paid $35 for a plate of food. You ain't even hungry no more. I don't want that. <laughs> I, but I've come to believe that the person who holds unforgiveness get hurt worse than the offender. That's why God says you can be angry for a season, but then let it go. Move on. They got your money. That's it. Let it go. I, I, yo, the, the record is clear. That's right. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> See, the reason why you can clear some records is because if you believe God, God promised you you're going to reap what you sow. Oh, he well. promised you if you do right, you're going to get right back. Okay. Right. Right. You just got to believe that with God. Yeah. See, here we have Jesus here. And we look at Jesus. That was his style. His ministry was to teach and then to show and live it. Okay. Show power. Right, right. That's what he would do. Not only would he do that, listen to this. Jesus, they tried to make Jesus famous. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, right. Let's go back. Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew yeah. chapter 9. I got question, huh? Yeah. Look here. Go there. Pick it up at verse. I'm going to pick it up at, if you don't mind, verse number uh, 27. In verse 27 it says, and then we can go right down into 36. We'll go to 27. And when Jesus departed hence, two blind men followed him, uh-huh. crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Okay. Now, they got a word. They blind. Uh-huh. So they don't see him. Uh-huh. But they got a word that Jesus, Jesus is in town. And when you know the person who can help you when nobody else can help you is around, you want to take your acknowledgement of them a little higher than the normal. So here's what they did. They said, Jesus, son of David. Wait a minute, somebody said, okay, I can get that. Some of David's is a term. Some of David is a term that is used of the Messiah, and what it means is you are the you are the anointed one that's supposed to come in David's lineage. So you are the Messiah. So when they say Jesus, son of David, they are giving him the title of Messiah. And what that means? Now we all ain't got it yet. To say Messiah back then could get you in trouble. Because they didn't want you tagging everybody Messiah. They felt like that was blasphemy. But these blind guys ain't got nothing to lose. They blind. Y'all ain't helping me. 
Ain't nobody around here help me. I'm yelling now, Jesus, son of David, and do what you want to do. I'm, I'm praising his name. Jesus, you son of David. Have mercy on me. Church, when you're going through your stuff and don't know nobody know what you're going through, maybe you shouldn't teach, treat Jesus so casual. When you really need something from him, how about finding some things to let him know what you know in your heart about him? How about calling him almighty father? When you're going through conflict, say prince of peace. When it's a storm in your life, say the great storm breaker. How about calling him Jehovah Jireh? Giving him his glory. All I'm saying is, is that when, listen, we do that in the world. See, they act like, see, when you hear it in church words, it's like, okay, amen, amen. But y'all do it in the world. When you are interested in somebody or something happening or you want to raise on your job and the boss come down the hall, you say, that's the man right there. You, you the man, man. You like the genius round. I'm going to call you genius round here. Yeah. Or, or when you're interested, when you're interested in, 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 in a lady and she come in, you don't just say, hey, lady. You say, you the bomb. Pow. You, you find something to say to kind of let them know what you're thinking in your mind. When a guy come in and, 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 and he think he got it going on, you let them know, man. You, man you, 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 I don't even know what they say. You dapper, you, you. What's the word they use y'all that today? I don't know. I've been married 35 years. I don't even know. I don't, even, I don't know what to say. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What they say? Smooth, slick, fly, fly. And you, she said you fly. She said you fly. Y'all get my point? The point is, is that they think of words to say to kind of take you to another level. He ain't even fly, but you call him a fly. Well, if we can do that down here, I wonder with God how he feels when we exalt his name a little higher. I wonder how he feels when we call him the almighty. These men, when they say Jesus, son of David, it moved him. That's why it's the text. Bible said here now in verse number 28, because 27 says, Son of David, have mercy on us. 28. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, now hold it right here, hold it. Wait a minute. These are blind men. How do they know he went into the house? It's because they are in contact with him through some friends around. Or They're asking, where is he now? Where is he at? He just went in the house. Point me the way. Take me to the door. We don't know how they got in the house. They're blind, but they got in the house because they wanted the blessing God can give them. I'm telling you, that's why they're determined. And I'm telling you, saying, Son of David, move Jesus. And I believe when praises go up, blessing. And and let me say this too while I'm flying over this. And I ain't talking about phony praises. I ain't talking about praises because he already uh, 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 did something for you two years ago. Yeah. 
Oh, y'all ain't got it. See, your praise has to go up to God and say, God, whether you bless me or not, whether you answer this prayer the way I want you to or not, you are still marvelous. You are still wonderful. You are still everything to me. And it might break my heart if I don't get it, but I ain't going to die. I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to glorify you. I'm still going to magnify you. I'm still going to love you because I know you got my best interest at heart. I'm talking about that kind of praise. Not the praise where, Lord, I know you did it before, and I need you to do it for me right now because, I, you know, Lord, I need it right now. I need it right now. And then three days later, you know, you're like, golly, Lord, I, you know I want it. Why, where you at? I, you know, I got to have this job. I want this job. A week later, you ain't going to give me the job. I tell you, I don't even know if anybody up there, I don't even know. I, you know, I, everybody else get blessed but me, and everybody got, everybody got new stuff but me, and, and you know, I'm just depressed. It's been two months. I ain't got nothing yet. Ain't nothing come through. I'm sad now. You in church? The church? The, the song he's saying, "Sing." You don't feel like singing. I ain't singing. I don't feel like singing. I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing. I don't want. Just that we say, pray. Yo, you don't want to pray because you, you got so much in your mind. You ain't like, uh, that don't please God. Because that means that you are a fair weather praiser. You only praise Him when stuff going your way. But you got to learn, and I got to learn to praise God no matter what. No matter what. That brother stood up here and sung that song that he sung, and he was praising God, even though he know Irm is about to hit his city. But he's still, he's still praising God. He still said, must be ready when he called my name. He still said, someday. He didn't let that get all in his mind because, listen, there's some stuff in life you can't do nothing about. And guess what? And that's when God specializes in the most. Stuff that you realize you ain't got no power over, you can't do nothing about it, and you ain't got a nickel in this fight, you ain't got a dog in the fight, nothing. That's when God wants you to praise him right there. These guys knew they ain't have nothing to lose. That's right. So they said, we fall, we praise him, we call him son of David. Now we're going in the house. Mm. Ain't going to ask him. The Bible says here, they came into the house, and the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What's your timetable? How fast has God got to move for you? So you'll be able to answer that question. To the, see, some of them got time limits. If things, go, if things go wrong, you think they should happen right now, if it take a week, you still with them? Believe me that I can do that. It's been a week, I still believe you, Lord. A month? Believe me that I can do this. Yeah, I believe you, Lord. Six months? Well, I, Lord, I believe you, but you're just taking so long. A year? I know why I'm teaching all this, right? Because sometimes stuff going to take some years. All right. Amen. I, just, I, I hate to blow your, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to, don't get up and walk out now. Yeah, I'm out of here. You know, no, 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 no. Why? Why does God operate like that? God operates like that because there's some things that he needs to get you right. Before he give you what he got for you. There's some stuff we can't handle if he gave it right now. Come on, come on. 
Lord, have mercy. Look at the text. The text says right here now, he said, uh, uh, believe ye that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, yes, Lord. Yay, Lord. Think about this now. Think about it now. The blind men, he called out their faith. Called them out. Listen. And y'all know the story about the blind man back in John 9 who he spit on the ground? Okay. Right. Made the mud and put on his eyes that go wash in the pool of Shalom. God said, I ain't going to do it like that this time. Because I don't want you to think that I got to grab some stuff to do some stuff. I need you to know that I can do some stuff without grabbing no stuff. Amen. <laughs> Yes, Sometimes we think God has to, he needs some help. I got to do this so he can do that. No, you ain't, no, 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 no. God don't need your help at all. All he wants you to do is remember that have compassion. And when somebody needs to be taught the gospel, carve out some time in your so-called busy life and make some time to help that person. I'm going to bless you. And when there's somebody already in the body and they're struggling, they're hurting, take some time out of your so-called busy life. Because uh, Really, really, if we really get real serious and go through our whole schedule, a lot of that stuff in there is fluff. Oh, man. A lot of that stuff is, some of you got like an hour and a half, two hours because you want to you, you, you watch Scandal. So you got to carve out three hours from 9 to, 10, nine, uh, to 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. for the scandal marathon. <laughs> then other, uh, uh, other you, you, you know, you're trying to work on your physique. Well, and you got to carve out uh, three hours to, 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 to go to the gym or walk around the neighborhood or, 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 or get down on the floor and roll around. Something you, you carve out some time to do that. Some of us, we got to carve out some time because we know that LeBron James is playing and, and he's trying to get that, that, that second or third uh, uh, the trophy. And, and I got to carve out at least, I got to watch, I don't know how many games in a basketball, what, how many games in a basketball season? 82, 82, 82. I got to carve out at least 50. Because I got to see, see, I got to see my man do what he do. You ever think about this? He's doing what he does for like $250,000 a game. Now, that's how he's spending his three hours. Now, how much you getting? For your... All I'm saying is, that's why I call it a so-called schedule. So-called schedule, I got, you know, I got to do it. Oh, 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 you know, I got to go and I got to clean the house and the house is dirty. I got, to, I got, I got, I got the children. I got to run this child here and run that child there and run that child here and run this child here and run that child there. Listen, back when I grew up, mom and dad said, pick one thing. And I'll make sure it happens. You want to do basketball? You want to do this? You want to do that? Us modern parents. Lola, I'm beating myself up now. Mm. <laughs> Kids got to be in this. Basketball and volleyball. They got to be in this over here. They 
work at Friendly's and they got to be over here and they got to do their, they, they, they got to do their uh, shopping stuff and they, they over here and they, they on their cell phones or their phone got the phone out and everywhere they go, they got the phone stuck to the ear like this, big old phone sitting up there walking around talking and, 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 and All I'm saying is, it's, it's so-called time. Right. And, 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 and time run out. While I'm flying over, I got to give all parents a hit. Give you a hand. I gave you this last few years ago. I'm give it to you now. Please make sure every now and then you grab your child's phone and spot check it. Amen. Just warning. It's called bring me your phone today. And don't tell them. I hear somebody out there saying, but ain't that privacy violation? Ain't no privacy in my house. When you get out of my house, you have all the privacy. In here, no. Give me the phone. Now, I want to let you know, before you, when you get the phone, before you go look through the phone, take your blood pressure medicine. Don't go through it out. You know, take, take, your blood, take, take some anison or some bad aspirins. If, you, if you're prone to headaches, take something. Then start going through it. Then go through it. Don't go through it. And don't be around anything hard or violent. Go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Because you will see what the world has been peddling to your child. And you'll see what your child's response is to it. I almost killed two kids like that. All I'm saying, the youth minister said, come on, he know. Find out what their heart song is. Watch the text now. Now the text says this. He challenged them. He asked them, believe ye that I am able to do this. And they say, yay, Lord. Then, listen, listen. He ain't spit on the ground or nothing like that. Uh, uh, Brother Bill, what are you doing 29? What are you doing 29? Then touched he their eyes. Touched. No spit. No saliva. Just touched their eyes. What happened? Saying, according to your faith. Y'all hear that? Listen. Listen. Based upon your, if you believe in me. That's right. According to your faith. Now, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And because God reads all hearts, he already knew their level of faith. And he found it sufficient to touch their eyes. And according to their faith, what? Be it unto you. Be it unto. Just as you say you believe in me, it shall happen. What are you saying, Brother Bethea? Sometimes you got to believe in him two years. Sometimes you got to believe in him three. Oh, y'all ain't got it. Oh, my. Y'all ain't like talk like that. Y'all ain't got to talk like that. But, 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 but when he work it out, you're going to be grateful. Watch the text now. Watch the text. Watch the text. Then he said here, um, uh, and no, 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 and watch this text. Now, watch this, brother. Listen. Jesus was not doing this for show. It ain't for show. So when he told the men who going to get healed, he told them what? What is that, Bill? And, and their eyes were open, and uh-huh. Jesus straightly charged them, uh-huh. saying, see that no man know it. Don't tell nobody. Don't, and the reason he's saying that, he, he's urging them, this is between me and you. But these, these guys, 
Thank you. Anybody ever had something so wonderful happen to you that though you might say when it happened, I ain't going to tell nobody? But it, it's just so wonderful. It's just so awesome. You yeah. just, it's, it's almost like I ain't gonna tell. It's not like you in a crowd. You in a crowd. I'm with these guys. We're having a crowd. I ain't gonna tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Listen, 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 listen. But you don't tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I once was blind. Now I see. Come on, that's right. Come on now. So he ain't shout hard that's enough. You. Listen, bro. Then go believe you. You know me. Yeah. You know me not. Cause I ain't been able to see for a long while. Went in the house. All, all he did was touch my eyes. Yeah. Bow. Don't tell nobody. Brian, listen. Listen. Oh, he's he's wonderful. He he's magnificent. Yes, sir. It's almost like when you go for mortgage, you ain't got all your money. Yeah. In some kind of way, it all work out. You don't know how you've been worried all night long that it ain't gonna work out. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. And all of a sudden, God just working all out for you. I know you're right. And then when you're about to leave, saying thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. One of the one of the real estate agents or the loan officer said, "Well, come back. You ain't get your check yet." Well, well, well. What check? You got You get. We worked it out so when you get a check coming back. So we're going to give you $4,000. You get your check. They said, but listen, we don't do this for everybody. So don't tell nobody. You know, you sit there and say, I'm not. I ain't tell nobody. I ain't going to tell nobody. I ain't tell nobody. You get that check in your pocket. You driving down the road. You sweating. You getting nervous. You getting nervous. You get nervous, and everybody got phones in their car now. You get nervous. Yes, yes, yes. Gotta tell them. I got to tell. I gotta tell. I gotta tell Diane. I gotta tell. I gotta tell. Diane, listen, listen, listen. I, 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 I told you I think I wasn't getting my house. God, listen, but don't you tell nobody. These men, they they just over, they just overwhelmed. See, Jesus telling him, don't tell nobody, because he already got enough fame. He don't need no more. Oh, that's right. uh-huh. Amen. oh church. Amen. Church, I tell you, see, God, I know we all, we want to beat the guy, and they can't help it. Uh-huh. And you think God didn't know? Uh-huh. Huh. So the text says he don't tell nobody. Brother Bill was at 31. But they, when uh-huh. they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. They told they told the whole country. <laughs> they, 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 they told everybody that he is. I'm almost done. Listen, what I'm telling you is, is that I'm telling you is, is that I gotta go. Listen, but the reason Jesus is healing and doing all this stuff, because now if you read on, I ain't got time, but he's he gonna heal the, 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 the dumb man, the guy who couldn't speak. He's dumb, man. He's gonna heal him as well. And Jesus is doing this healing because he, he has compassion. He, has, he wants, listen, let me say it for y'all leave. Everybody in this room, have no doubt that God want to do something wonderful for That's you. Right. Amen. Stop Amen. doubting God's blessing and his power. Amen. But I want you to know this. But he may 
choose not to do it the way you want it done. You're his child. He's going to bless you. But he may not give you what you want. And sometimes he gives you what you want. But he may not. And your faith in God can't be based upon how fast he moved if he gave you what you want. It's got to be based upon, Lord, I trust you to do whatever you want to do because I know everything you do is good. Everything you do is right. Everything you do is wonderful. So the Bible says here, he goes on in verse 32. It says, and as they went out, behold, they brought a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out and a dumb spake and a multitude marveled, what they say? It was never so seen in Israel. <laughs> we ain't never seen nothing like this. That's it. That's it. So I'm, 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 let me shut this up. Watch this. Some folk, some folk, some folk get mad at happy people. Some folk, that, that, they just don't like them. They just don't like them. Always happy. They got names from so phony and... They ain't that happy. Yeah, they happy in public. They act like they ain't got no problems. Look at them, happy again today. I can't stand phony people. They mean you too happy, you ain't real. You ain't living the same, you ain't living the right life, you too happy. <laughs> Rather than Making yourself miserable Amen. because they so happy. Won't you find out what the source of their happiness is? Find out where it come from. Because when you find out where it come from, maybe the same God that gave them that spirit can give it to you. You don't have to be sad and broken down or nothing like that. You can be happy. And, listen, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Brother Mathia, listen. I'm, I'm happy. And you're not happy. And, you, and, and when I'm sad, you don't know it. Because I'm happy. How do you do that, Brother Mathia? Because stuff that I can't control. I can't worry about. It's too many of you out there who love to worry about everything. Come on now. So I let y'all do that. No, I, I can't worry about things I can't change. When I'm riding down the road and I get a flat tire like everybody else, I ain't, oh, I can't stand it. Oh, this is a mess. I can't stand it. No, 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 no. Because my car has not broke down for a long time. It's just time for it to break down. Some of you right now, you, you, somebody make you mad and you ain't best friends no more. Uh, that's my best friend and we ain't speaking no more. I just, uh, life is terrible, I can't stand it. Listen, if they was your best friend, so y'all get tags too quickly. And they was your best friend. They ain't going too far. Right, right. Amen. Amen, That's what makes you wear the title best friend. 
You can bump heads, fight. You know, I can, I can. Well, get my hat back. Well, get my shoes back. Well, get my nail polish back. Give it. Y'all go through all that stuff because a couple of days later you're gonna be all right. But if you're fighting with somebody and and all it take was get my nail, get me to that. All of a sudden you you ain't friends no more. Y'all, you entitled right. Y'all were associates. They're acting like best friends sometimes. You go on Facebook, you've been unfriended. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta. Listen. Listen. Start having compassion. The way God has compassion. And get away. From this whole idea of treasures down here, and it's all about me down here, and I got to have mine down here, and do what Jesus did. That next verse said, I read it to you already, that when he looked at the rest of the people coming, he said he saw a multitude of people coming. All of them got some issues. And he looked on them, he had compassion because they fainted. They look like sheep without a shepherd. Amen. A shepherd is a guide, one who gives direction. Amen. They look like just wandering vagabonds. I'm going to leave you with this. If you are a child of God, you are not a wandering vagabond. Amen. Amen. You are a child of the most high God. God. Yeah. And you better learn how to celebrate him. You better learn how to praise him. Amen. You better learn how to glorify him right. in good times and bad Amen. times. Amen. Because Amen. when blessings go up, praise, uh, blessings come down. When praises go up, That's right. That's blessings it. come down. I could say it like that. When blessings go up, blessings come down. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Amen. That's our God, and that's your God. That's right. Now, maybe you out here and you're subject to the Savior's invitation. Maybe you say, I, I do need to come and hear God's word and then see the power behind God's word. Well, it's easy to come. We are everybody here who obeyed the gospel. We all came as your day. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, all you got to do is hear God's word, believe God's word, repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. If you're sitting next to an empty seat right now, that seat don't have to be empty. It's empty because you ain't bring nobody to put in it yet. Go get somebody. And you know you got people. You know you got folks. You, you just don't want to talk to them about religion because you don't want them to run away. Guess what? If I was them and you had the truth and you said I was your friend and we walked for 20 years and you never told me anything, on judgment day I'd be mad with you. Amen. On judgment day I'd be so mad I can't believe this. You knew I was wrong. You knew I need to be closer to God. And we talked about everything else, but never you telling me the truth because you're afraid you're going to hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. Amen. Give me the chance to say no. Amen. Give me the chance to say I don't want that. But don't withhold it from me and not tell it to me. And then I'm lost. And then some of you think I told everybody I know. No, you know a whole lot of people. But then, no, that's not true. I told everybody I know. Go find some people you don't know. And tell them that this world is coming to an end. 
and they better get in Christ Jesus. So if you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation and you're ready to have compassion and you're ready to have a heart for those who are lost and hopeless and suffering, then you need to come and say yes to God. Give me your hand and give God your heart. And if you're out there and you're a Christian, say yes to God by going and doing his will and working his way. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, I want you to come right now as we all stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. 903. It's saying the hymn of invitation gives somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. Would you be free? Because at the end of the text, here's what God said we got to do about helping our friends, our neighbors, bring them to Christ. Then Jesus said to his disciples in verse 37, the harvest truly is plentiful but the workers are few then he says so everybody who can get a prayer through the heaven because that's what we need to start if you just can't get out there and get it done then reach into your prayer life and pray this prayer Jesus said prayer he said pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. That's right. Amen. If you can't seem to get it done, pray that God will partner you up with somebody who will take you with him to get it done. Amen. Pray that God will just send us more workers and more laborers. And with all the stuff we do in ministry, the number one thing is sharing our faith and saving souls and keeping souls saved. Amen. That's the number one thing. That's what Jesus said. So, church, let's be a praying church. And let's pray, God, send us workers. Send us labors. Send me somebody I can partner with. I'm scared to do it on my own. If I had a partner, I, I, I think I can do it with a partner. Send more laborers, more workers into the vineyard. For you are the Lord of the harvest. Please pray that prayer, church. And pray it. Today, in Jesus' name. Let's sing another stanza. Amen. Would you be? He was moved with compassion. Amen.